So great to have uh, people join you. I see Bastian. Hi, Bastian. Hope you're doing well. Hi, brother. How are you? <clears throat> great, great, great. So nice to see you. Um, so this uh, morning, um, I thought through as to what it is that would be relevant for us as we start the week. And uh, probably most of what I'm saying is going to be familiar to you. But uh, having said that, uh, I think uh, it's good to be reminded and sometimes good to be challenged as well. And there may be one or two things that you may not have thought through uh, in depth, which you could uh, relate to the current uh, job situation that you're in or the, whatever work that you're doing and uh, see how the Lord would have you change uh, either your attitude or the situation, okay? And there's uh, bits and pieces. So what I want to talk about today primarily is how is my set of responsibilities? How is our accountability structure in the office uh, aligned with our priorities and our profession of faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so the title for today's session that we've uh, uh, published is called Corporate Accountability versus the Lordship of Jesus. Now the worship of uh, the versus the Lordship of Jesus implies that there may be some conflict. Okay, there may not always be a conflict. Uh, most of us go through our Christian uh, living life and our work lives uh, without too much of a conflict. Okay, but uh, that may not always be the best uh, in terms of uh, creating value for the kingdom of God. Okay, so the first thing is uh, whatever we do, it doesn't really matter what kind of a job we do, what kind of a profession we're in, there is always going to be an accountability structure. We are accountable for our actions. Okay. Uh, we may also have other people who are accountable to us, but for today, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, we focus on our own responsibilities and accountabilities. So now in most of the companies uh, we find, and uh, differently throughout my working life, uh, accountability has been usually embedded within the org structure. Okay, so the role is defined, the responsibilities are defined, the authority is defined, even the privileges are defined, okay, assuming that you don't uh, cross the boundary. And uh, many times this accountability is very formal, it's well defined, okay, like you know, key result areas, KRAs, uh, performance targets, uh, hierarchies, reporting hierarchies, and so on. Those are given, They're, right? But uh, more and more, we find that uh, accountability is not always sharply defined, okay. Um, think of informal power brokers, okay? People who exert influence way beyond their official title and responsibilities, okay? Sometimes we take obligations on uh, because we took on a favor and therefore we owe somebody something in return, all right? And therefore we're accountable to them. Uh, Many times it's just societal norms, you know, norms within our society, which may go beyond the corporate structures. Okay. Uh, sometimes we take on uh, mentors. So that mentorship role, mentorship mentee, uh, 
relationship creates obligations as well as accountability. Okay. Uh, and many times in our Indian companies, definitely, uh, we realize that uh, there are expectations from the company itself, from the organization, based on our role and responsibility, which are not really written down anywhere. Okay, so you just learn on the job, you realize that this has to be done. And you won't find it anywhere, you know, either formally or informally. So, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we realize that we, you know, our, influ our actions get influenced. Okay, and we tend to do things uh, based on some of these documented formal as well as informal uh, accountability structures. Okay, not only our actions, our attitudes change and uh, behaviors are aligned with uh, what is expected of us. Okay, so we can just say what our expectations are from us. Um, and as you go through your work life over a longer period, you realize not only is your attitude changed, not only is it impacting your behavior, but sometimes uh, our priorities, our own personal priorities in the workplace might get uh, aligned with what is expected of us, okay? And uh, going beyond that, it may also impact our values, okay? So our values begin to reflect the values of the environment that we're working in, all right? So all of this you're saying, okay, Deepak, tell me what's new, okay? But basically, uh, we are saying, okay, you know, we are reflecting more and more the environment in which we work, okay? Which is a very dangerous thing, actually, okay? However, uh, accountability is foundational, okay? If you don't have organizational accountability, if you don't have, you know, people-to-people uh, -people responsibility, uh, then your company doesn't grow, okay? And you won't achieve your own personal goals. So to that extent, it's good. Uh, and also, if you look at the Bible, okay, uh, we find that uh, the Bible says, okay, you know, we need to work diligently with all our heart. Okay, Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 23 says, you know, you work with all your heart as working for the Lord. And then uh, it says you obey your earthly masters as though, you know, you're working again, obeying the Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh, the only exception that is made is when what we're asked to do conflicts directly with what God wants us to do, okay? Like what Peter said uh, to the Jewish council in Acts uh, 5, 29. So uh, we end up and we say, okay, so what do we do? Now here, what we're finding more and more, and I'm sure most of us uh, don't have, you know, linear responsibilities. It's not a hierarchical kind of organization that we work in. Uh, many of us have worked for many years in uh, matrix organizations. So you don't always have one power center, one boss to report to, one, you know, uh, department's uh, KRAs to satisfy. And many of these demands are mutually conflicting, okay? Uh, so your sales team wants, you know, bigger sales numbers, uh, uh, delivery teams wants better uh, 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 revenue realization, and now you've got to figure out, you know, where do I focus? And uh, is there a way to resolve these issues, for example? Okay, so it creates some sort of a stress within us. 
okay, emotionally, as well as within relationships. Now, who do you satisfy first? Where is your priority? Okay. And if it goes to an extreme, we find that there is a degradation of some sort uh, in our own performance and maybe the performance of the group that we're working in. Okay. It, extreme, more extreme cases might lead to health problems or even broken relationships. Okay. Uh, and we have to prioritize different things. Like I was just saying, you know, uh, do I prioritize my new order value uh, revenue? Do I uh, prioritize my productivity, team's productivity? Do we focus on market dominance? Or, and uh, more and more it's happening, do I prioritize my loyalty to one particular person, to one leader in the organization? Okay, at the expense of all the other goals and all the other good things that I'm supposed to be doing because this person is so important. Okay, they impact my career. So I need to keep them happy. Okay, and uh, that creates more conflicts. Okay, uh, many times uh, the expectations that uh, we are, you know, uh, working towards, okay, they conflict. Okay, they, sometimes they don't, they're pretty ambivalent, but many times they even conflict our Christian values. Okay. Uh, I remember once uh, I was talking to my manager many, many years ago, and I was saying, you know, uh, boss, there's some, you know, ethics involved here, and we were in a sales situation. And the answer was, he says, ethics, ethics is good, but if you don't get the deal, then uh, you won't have a job to apply your ethics then, okay? So that is the kind of pressure that many times we can be, you know, under, okay? And uh, so we might be, you know, forced to compromise on our values rather than on our uh, security, okay? Or our promotions, whatever, depending on what you're uh, working towards, okay? And uh, we may end up losing the focus on our own value system. Then worse than that is sometimes, you know, we, I talked about informal power structures, power brokers and so on. Okay. People who we've taken favors from, uh, these sometimes create what I would call pseudo, okay. Uh, accountability structures and they didn't create demands. So we need to recognize these. Okay. If it's a pseudo accountability, we need to kill it right there. Okay. Uh, don't mess around, just dismiss it and, uh, it'll go away because it wasn't real in the first place. Okay. Now, as Christians, okay, we need to make sure that our values, one, okay, our value system comes directly from our understanding of the Bible and our relationship with Jesus. Okay. This knowledge okay, of our Bible, this deep relationship with Jesus will help us to actually recognize which demands on our time and on our priorities uh, are relevant, are valid, and which ones are not? And then how do we address them? Okay. Uh, primary and ultimate accountability. And this is something very important and we forget. And I've you know, had to keep going back and reminding myself over and over again, many times over the years, uh, that my accountability, the ultimate accountability is to Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no higher boss. There is no uh, more worthy leader that I can uh, 
be accountable to. Okay. Question is, why do so many of us as Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, people who have experienced salvation, people who may say that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, why is it that we still fall? And we fall so frequently and many times so tragically. Okay. I personally think that uh, it's directly a function of how closely we are able to relate to Jesus. Okay. Now, this is uh, predominantly done through prayer and uh, Bible reading. And I think uh, many of us are guilty of not giving uh, the due to the Lord in terms of the time and the attention that uh, actually we need if we're actually going to have a relationship. Okay. Now, the relationship with Jesus is not something that... Uh, should be a burden it shouldn't be an issue for us okay because uh, you know what did jesus say in uh, john chapter 15 he said you will be fruitful as you abide in me abide in me all right and then as a branch with the vine you will bear fruit so if we want to be really fruitful in the business environment so critical that we get our strength our wisdom our knowledge uh, our understanding, uh, our priorities from the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, if I don't actually spend the time, I won't get it. Now, I guess most of us have been working remotely for the last two years, right? Um, significant parts of our time have been uh, like work from home. And uh, you would understand that when you work remotely, you do not have the same kind of relationship with your peers. It's very difficult. Okay? You need to spend time with them in person, casual conversations, formal meetings in the room, talking, discussing, you know, evaluating, uh, contradicting, fighting, whatever we do. Okay? When you have that personal meeting, the relationship is strengthened. Now, why do we think that it's going to be any different in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. Okay. Why would it not be the same? Jesus wants us to have fellowship with him. And fellowship means spending time, eating and drinking, talking. Okay. And uh, we can do that. There's nothing really stopping us. You know, you can't say, oh, I don't have time. Okay. Or I have other priorities or my family is demanding. We find time for what we need. Okay. And, uh, in our context, when we say Jesus is Lord, what we're really saying is he's boss. Okay? The word Lord can also be translated as boss for us. Okay? So wherever there's a demand from our office, from our workplace to dilute this lordship, the, the supremacy of Jesus in our life, in our activities, okay? then we need to recognize them. And we need to resist. Okay. Now, when you resist, you will find that there is a cost. Okay. Sometimes that cost is small and short term, but many times it can be permanent or at least longer term. Okay. And, uh, but we need to be aware that the benefits for us are way greater than any cost that we might have to pay. 
just another aside on this is that uh, these demands that we're talking about, these conflicts that we're talking about, are not always external. Okay. Uh, more often, it's our own desires, our own ambitions, okay, which have now over the years aligned with the values of our environment. Okay. And uh, for example, I want a higher status. I want that particular promotion. You know, um, I have a deep need that uh, my uh, colleagues, my peers, should recognize how great I am in my technical knowledge, in my commercial, you know, uh, capabilities, my prowess in cl closing deals. All right, I do want extra money in my bank. Okay, and uh, there there are pressures, and even outside the workplace, place, right? Your family is uh, very happy when you're doing well in your uh, career, right? And that can create a pressure of its own. You might think that, okay, that's on the side, it doesn't matter, but well, within us, you know, we really crave that recognition, right? So um, we just, we need to be aware of those causes, okay? Now the Bible actually provides us a very good, clear framework, okay? I already talked about some of this, like, first thing is a close walk with Jesus, okay? Very effective antidote. And uh, now I use the word antidote. Uh, it's usually a medical term, which is something that we use to counter poison. All right. Uh, it's good to recognize that if something is contradicting my commitment to the Lord Jesus, it's actually poison. It's going to destroy my effectiveness. It's going to make me sick. All right. And it's going to try and uh, kill me. So we need to recognize that and address it, right? Uh, how do we do that? In each situation, we try and find the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ in that situation, okay? So that we understand and recognize what the pressures are, what are the ones that we are, when are we, you know, more prone to uh, uh, succumbing to them? And uh, also the Bible says that there is no temptation that has seized you except what is common to man. And he will provide a way out, right? He will provide a way out. Uh, that's the uh, first Corinthians chapter 10, uh, quoting from verse 13. Now, the problem is that uh, many of us, uh, we became Christians after we had already made a commitment to our work environment, all right? And even if we were already Christians, we might be committed to those environments. And uh, now we find that these create conflicts, okay? Uh, more often than not, in these situations, we may not even be aware of uh, how deep this conflict goes, okay? So what we need to do uh, is again to come down on our knees to come, you know, in prayer to the Lord and uh, see we, what are my motives? What is it that's really driving me here? Okay. Uh, and then we can see God's perspective. Okay. Uh, I was reading James chapter four, where it says in verse four, uh, friendship with the world is enmity with the Lord, with God. Then in Matthew, we read that uh, no person can serve two masters. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, now we're familiar with all this, right? You've read all this before. But uh, we need to read them in the context of the conflicting situation, all right? And uh, even if the situation is not obviously conflicting, uh, it's good to remind ourselves every morning and say, here I am going into the office, having this meeting, what is my approach? What is the stand that I should be taking? What would please my Lord Jesus? Not my boss, not the CEO, not the customer. Okay, I know customer is supposed to be king and all that, but uh, really the Lord Jesus is king. Okay, And uh, we need to have the courage and the confidence somewhere to understand that God can take care of all our conflicts, every single conflict. Okay. He can take care also of all our needs. Okay. We will not lose anything that God cannot fill back. Okay. So let's uh, humble ourselves. Let's come to him. Let's seek his face. Let's try and see, you know, in my workplace today, in my goals this year, uh, what are you saying, Lord? Is there a set of goals that I should be adding in relation to uh, extending the kingdom of God in my workplace? Okay. Are there people here who are looking at me as a Christian and they may be drawn to Jesus when they see how good you are in my life explicitly? Okay. And so on. So uh, I think it's good to think through. Okay, none of this is new to you, I'm sure. Um, but uh, good to take stock. Okay, our situation changes every day. The Bible doesn't change, but our situation changes. Our attitudes change, our priorities change. So I would urge you just take some time, a few minutes, and uh, you know, refocus. So thanks. Thank you, Samson. Yeah, you can close it with prayer and I don't think, if, if anyone has a prayer request, you can just type it in the chat box and um, we can pray for you. Open the chat box, uh, Samson, somewhere? Yeah. So click on the chat box on the below, you come up and then they type something there. Okay. I don't think anyone has given. So I'll close. Yeah. 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 Oh, Satish is saying, pray for my job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Heavenly Father, we praise you because you are a good God. And we thank you. Each work situation, Lord, where we find ourselves is something that you have provided for us. Help us, Lord, to recognize and to know that it's not our talent alone but your provision and even the talent, even the connections, everything, Lord, is something that you have been good to us and given. So we thank you for that. Help us, Lord, this morning, this week, to honestly, sincerely, truly, and uh, with commitment to seek your face, to understand, try to understand what you're saying to us. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord, in, in the heart of every single person who is on this meeting today, Lord. 
that we would go out confident that you are victorious. You were victorious, Lord, 2,000 years ago, even though you died. And you are victorious today. And you can be victorious, Lord, in our situations. And so, Lord, help us to understand that, to recognize your lordship, your bossship, Lord, and to submit and to know that you are a better paymaster than anybody else. Lord, we have this prayer request from Satish. I'm not sure uh, exactly what uh, specific need he has. He's saying, pray for my job, Lord. We just pray that you would grant the desires of his heart, Lord. Help him, Father, to see, to seek your face. And then, Lord, to see your provision, the miracles that you can do, Lord. Thank you. Lord, I uh, see one more um, prayer request here. My name is Suraj. I have two boss, a couple of boss. I struggle. Okay, same thing, Lord. I was just talking about in a matrix organization, Lord. Uh, you have the answer, Lord. That Jesus is Lord. Help Suraj, Lord even this morning, to recognize that you are his real boss. And Jesus, I pray that even as he does that, you would make it very clear to him in each situation, Lord, where he has to align. Maybe different, Lord, day by day, hour by hour, but you can show him. You can guide him, Lord. Praise you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.